Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Mr. Clean. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. We must kill them. We must incinerate them. Pig after pig, cow after cow, village after village, army after army. One through nine, no maybes, no supposes, no fractions. You can't travel in space, you can't go out into space, you know, without like, you know, uh, with fractions. What are you going to land on? One quarter? Three eighths? What are you going to do when you come from here to Venus or something? That's dialectic physics. Cute theme song. song. I was going to the worst place in the world and I didn't even know it yet. Never get out of the boat. Absolutely goddamn right. Unless you were going all the way. I love the smell of night come in the morning. How many people had I already killed? There were those six that I knew about for sure. Close enough to blow their last breath in my face. All right. I was born in 1978. And Apocalypse Now came out in 1979. And I loved it. Sucked on my thumb a lot. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola. uh, A widely regarded, I don't know, masterpiece. A lot of people rank this movie very, very high on the like must watch. I mean, most important kind of films. I mean, he did Godfather too. So, like, fuck. He did both Godfathers before this. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, Top billing to the man who's not in it much, Marlon Brando. Robert Duvall, hilarious uh, when you compare his characters against, let's say, his character in Godfather. Martin Sheen leading most of the way. Uh, We've got some other folks. Frederick Forrest, Albert Hall, Sam Bottoms, Lawrence Fishburne. It's Mr. Clean. When he's like 10. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dennis Hopper. 14. Yeah. Making so it young. There. Uh, Harrison Ford also with a bit of a cameo early on for this Such one. a little snippet. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Weird seeing him doing that, actually. Uh, I like it. And then you look down yeah, some of weird. the other info on this thing and you see Carmine Coppola music by. Good old Carmine Coppola. Well, I will say to you right now, before you continue, that right. I found the music in this to be terrible. <laughs> so, Carmine... Other than the rock and roll, <laughs> other than the rock and roll stuff, like and we're like off. the the doors and st- are obviously that Wagner when they're coming flying in, but the music music was not good in this. I I never noticed it before, but it's some weird. Creedence, some fucking Valkyries. No, so. I'm like no, I'm saying the music he composed, oh, composed. for the scenes. Right. Like, new, 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 clink. Yeah, it's fucking so bad. It was bad. late seventies. I don't some, know if they could have done much and, better. And then when honestly. they go into the fog and stuff, it'll be like really weird. It'll be like me. Yeah, it was Wee. all that stuff. It's but terrible. I kind of like that stuff. I used to like it. Uh, this time, I found it, it, it really it, stuck out. It didn't add to the like. The deeper they go, there's the more fog and everything gets tighter and you know around them and and the music. I just didn't find adding to that. I, I I'm not gonna fight on that i just don't mind it yeah but it also doesn't stand out as something amazing and it sounds like it detracts from your guys experience yeah so. today uh, I, I mean when i watched it i was like really surprised because i don't even remember there being music in it 
it's so the stuff so, that stands out is that credence and stuff like that. Like that's those, the stuff that's you all think great. About. Yeah, no, actually, that's, that's from the Redux the too, because that's the Playboy. So, like, Carmine yeah. had nothing to do with that. That so was Cretans and the okay. Doors <laughs> and uh, Wagner, obviously. Isn't uh, it? Yeah, because that stuff's all fucking great. The oh, Doors, yeah. the Doors, fucking open and close. Great, yeah, yeah. Yep. Fucking Carmine didn't write that. That fucking opening. <laughs> that's no. not Carmine. <laughs> Fuck you, Carmine. You're, he's. I'm sure he's dead. Hopefully his family's not. Well, I mean, this is 1979, and composers back then were were not young men. So, so you think Carmine was the like, uncle you're hoping? He, no, he's like, probably. He's, if he's I sure uncle, hope if he it was wasn't a nephew. nephew yeah, we're, we're gonna, I fuck him. I fuck him. <laughs> He doesn't I, talk like that. Jesus Christ, what if, if Carmine's <laughs> on the ledge? You should say something nice about Carmine, him now. Sandwich this shit. Alive, he's 110. I'm uh, telling you. How old's Coppola? Oh, God. Yeah, he's probably 70? up there. Uh, oh, yeah. Or eight, 80-something, I think. 80-something. 80 85, no doubt. maybe? Yeah, no doubt. Jesus. So maybe this guy don't be 85. Anyway. Well. Detours. And you didn't want to talk about the documentary at all. <laughs> we, we we didn't. We're oh, well. just talking about the music. We're not going to go in depth, but the composer. We'll that was just the composer. Yeah, that was just. Yeah, that was no, just the composer so yeah. far. We're getting lit. Did you talk about, it, yet? about it? No, well, not yet. Um, Here we go. Let's have, have at you. Have at you, sir. There's a man named Colonel Kurtz, and he is super influential. So influential, he's lured a bunch of people to follow him as kind of a demigod. He's a philosophizer amongst the likes of which has never been seen, or so we're told. Anyway. Uh, we have Captain Willard is sent on a mission to take him out because he's using and fighting against military resources. So they want to take the guy out. Willard is coming off some heavy shit. We get the sense. Many men have been killed in close quarters uh, and he's got to deal with a little bit of that before while waiting to be reassigned and then basically gets another go kill this guy kind of job. So, you know, he starts to have some doubt. He's having all kinds of introspection and uh, travels with a boat crew to find Colonel Kurtz and say hello with a machete or some kind of sharp weapon. And we meet all kinds of interesting characters along the way. Hi, Jinxon Sue. I Lawrence think, Fishburne, I, everybody. I think because, because of when I saw <laughs> because I, I saw this movie after Star Wars, because I was only like five or six, four when this was in theaters. So I saw this after Star Wars because it's obviously not a kid-friendly movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that, I, but I was young enough that when I saw it, I was like, "Is that on Solo? Getting <laughs> sending him on a mission, a murder mission? This is weird." <laughs> like I was you like that young, right? Six. I was like, and so it's your all, parents were asleep at the wheel. <laughs> it, it always sticks out to me though that that Harrison Ford will, for some reason, in this movie, he doesn't do much. I guess. He's fine. Just, yeah, he doesn't I mean, do anything. He, he just looks like fucking um, uh, Indiana there, Jones really. before. You know what I mean? When yeah. he's in the school. Yeah. It, it looks like Professor Jones assigned Willard the. Yeah, I think we they should just, go. They kind of um, pulled him into the CIA for this thing, and he's like, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> See, this is what we're talking about. The whole reason for killing Kurtz is because he found some fucking, uh, you know. Piece of oh. a piece of uh, that, what archaeological oh, shit? You know what I'm trying to talk about? In, in, crystal skull, Indy, like a crystal Indy skull. Has confirmed no, that's that's how he's skull. controlling the minds of all the people. That's exactly and it. They're selling Kurtz, and, and the last guy they sent in just fell under the same spell. But our guy is dead or inside, so somehow immune for reasons. Yeah, that's why they okay. sent Willard because no, they were like, this guy's about to lose yeah. his so, fucking but mind. Wait, we're way ahead. Put him on the so, Kurtz. Apocalypse so, now. So, so the. <laughs> 
so I think the opening. I think we should go. I think we should go structurally with this. Oh, because it's okay. gonna be a mess. This man was flowing, and uh, you're I back know, to structure. But this is gonna be a mess. So, yeah. so I think the opening of the movie like it works. I I like the I like the the sound of the blades. Yeah. And, and the and this is the end. yeah That's of course the great. doors and the the napalm explosion and what did you guys think of the crisscrossing of the images over top of one another where it's like showing him and it's showing you know like what do you guys think of that that editing and directing I don't mind it no I, yeah I'm just asking it's it, like oh it's very seventies I mean it yeah to show like memory and um, stylistic experience I mean. like that kind of crossover yeah yeah. And with it, the music it, it works. And stuff, you get, you get it, what it's doing. I don't know. Yeah, I think with the music and stuff, uh, that song's so dreamy as well. Oh, big time! Yeah. And it's and it's so bleak. Like, that's a great opening for me. Yeah, actually. me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> certainly I, sets the stage immediately. So immediately. Yeah, yeah. So I like yeah. that. But then I, I had a little bit of a problem with uh, the the introduction with Willard. It's the it's room. All, it's all voiceover. Well, I mean, but there's voiceover too. So it's yeah, it's him. It's pretty much just voiceover of us telling us, you know, I, I don't know if they're going for trying to make me feel sorry for him right off the bat. Like he's obviously like he's lost a lot because of the war and like a wife and uh, and he and he's what well, he he doesn't want to be home. He doesn't want to be here. He doesn't know wh what the fuck is up or down. Yeah. And then he has like a little freak out. But I mean, do I don't I just don't know if I really like. Do I care about Willard after all of that? I don't like. Can, it's just a fucking crazy man <laughs> locked in a hotel room. Considering right? like some of what you've talked about in in some of our recent episodes, Colin, about um, um, starting with too much and giving the characters not many places to go. Yeah, it, it's this one is really interesting in that in that first opening scene. I almost feel like that's a movie's worth of emotion that he goes through. Um, that's not to say he doesn't also progress as the movie progresses, but it was, it's interesting. It's interesting. Thinking that about it that way. to me, it's great. And I'll tell you why, because he starts that way with the brokenness. That's not where we're trying to take him. We're taking him through the redemption. Those guys on the boat become like a family to him. He starts caring about them. Yeah. Despite the fact that I know that that's like, <laughs> obviously not like a big I, happy family, but there's definitely, um, like he, he develops there for sure. But like think, think if you take, he out doesn't though, become the same broken think man. About I this, think he I, finds a little bit I, of himself. Think, there. If, think if you still have his freak out in everything and you do everything there, but with the live sound and you take out his voiceover, you don't have any voiceover in the open. You just see this broken man in a fucking hotel, and he go has a fucking he has a fucking nervous breakdown and cuts himself and goes crazy. And then these guys just come to get him. That's fucking way better, because I'm fucking sucked in. Otherwise, he's just, he's telling me this story instead of me watching this person hmm. go crazy. What is it now? I'm struggling to think of what the voiceover is the voiceover is like because the imagery has definitely stayed with me but the now the voice the voiceover is, is like he went he him and his wife he, he his wife broke up and and he's been back but he keeps coming back and when he's right. there he doesn't want right, to be there right, when right. he's here he doesn't want to be here yeah all that stuff and like like about him being a soldier or what they made him do or whatever if you take all that out and just watch all of that stuff with no voiceover i think that's super powerful much like we talked about with um the bait like the serial killer in American Psycho take out that voiceover and that scene's actually really good oh, the I face think. peel scene yeah. yeah 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 that's what they're doing here in the beginning yeah I'm not upset by that idea actually it's it's um 
it, it is always a little bit more dynamic and it does draw you in more. I think it creates more of the suspense around the character, which is actually some criticisms I'd seen about the different cuts with Kurtz was that you show more and you're actually you're actually taking away from the character. And I think you're right. I think the voiceover might take away from from him in the beginning. And if you show him there just having that distress, having that mental breakdown, like falling apart, we can imagine what's going on. Yeah. Like it's it's. A lot of that stuff is the trope, it's right? It's Vietnam, the losing your right? Family so plus the war, yeah. yeah, and it's way more avant-garde that way too. It's 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 almost for a fucking dumber audience this way. Think how much more of a great '70s movie if you take out all of the voiceover in this movie. Actually, I think mm. voiceover kind of the imagery because I don't remember a lot about this movie, but like John just said, I remember the imagery. And it's because I feel like the directing, the cinematography and stuff is really good. And like the other voiceover, though, is giving us like important information that we're not getting otherwise. But, but it's always about, Kurtz, but it's about developing the character of Kurtz. But mm. but do we need that once again? I don't know if we do. I do like it because that that is telling me everything I need to know about Kurtz without seeing him. But we're going like to see him more later. The, we're going to see him later, but we will then know we don't get to know him when we see him later, like who he is. But coming into these things, seeing that he's like a brilliant a brilliant um army mind right or a brilliant military mind you could say or whatever and the fact that he made all these interesting choices to get to where he is which seem like not the not not the actions in the mind of a madman but a very deliberate calculated genius if we're being honest right and the fact that he is bringing people onto his onto his side like he's like he's an he's basically a cult leader he's an incredibly charismatic brilliant cult leader um, and I don't mind learning that stuff about him just through his um, docket. Or you could you express it. that. You could express that, though. You know how you said he doesn't really get to know those characters that well. He could have expressed all of that through like the the black captain of the boat. Him and that guy could have had conversations just like this. Well, that he guy would never. He would just never let me be finish. To talk well, that, that guy stuff. found his file and he saw that the guy said it, and he like him and the guy have a fight and stuff. But then he has someone to talk to about it. Cause that guy was being fucking nosy and yeah. that would have been really great man but instead it's just once again it's that sprawling voiceover and the voiceover is kind of poorly either written or are poorly acted i don't know which i think writing i don't think it's it's what's his name's fault i don't know i just see a stronger movie without the voiceover that's fine i i i agree with the beginning voiceover i don't mind uh, yeah stuff as, a, as a way you, to get to know kurtz through, like the voiceover as him. he's flipping through the dossier. The, yeah, dossier. yeah. I, I don't go. mind. And yes, you could say I, I see him doing it, but he's giving us the info and there's no way he could be speaking aloud because it's a secret. We have to get in his mind for that. Yeah. Something like that seems acceptable, but I, I, I actually, I, w- I would like to see the scene without the voiceover just to, to make the call and if it's more impactful or not. See, I think it could be. I don't, and I don't think it, um, I don't particularly remember any of the voiceover in this movie as being something like, wow, what he said there was so poetic. It's it's this movie's all visuals if if I'm honest about it. His that. voiceover I don't think is ever poetic. I think his voiceover is really just Kurtz. I think it's getting to know Kurtz aside from the very That beginning. is exactly what it is. It's yeah. all about it's all about Kurtz that's, pretty much from it's, the it's beginning. The yeah, right? After it's, the beginning it like is. That's how we're that's how we're exposed to Kurtz as yeah, a character is through the dossier. You which could, I like. I guess you could continue to keep the voiceover in the second half. Like he doesn't have that voiceover at the beginning for him to have a voiceover on the dossier. Absolutely. But I would still think I still think it's better without the voiceover. Just personally. No, totally. It, I'm, but you could have one with the, you I can mean, have not totally. I don't agree, but I get. <laughs> where you could have the best of both worlds and whip that shit out of the beginning for sure. Totally. So much stronger. It's so amazing to me how these 
a lot of these directors and, and editors and producers thought adding voiceover was going to improve the movie, but it actually hurts the movie. Platoon, we've talked, so many movies we've talked about, even Titanic, where we, we obviously didn't like that for many reasons. The fucking, the, the less is more uh, taking that shit away just it just it makes it a different movie almost. I bet I was I was thinking there's there's actually a logic tree you could draw to where voiceover is appropriate like journaling journal reading is like one example yeah. and like something like reading a file and, and you're a spy so of course you're going to be in your own head like things like that and then where it's not appropriate is like explain a log and all yeah. these other things uh, I bet like Pixar who has like the the rules of writing movies set so that all their writers can adhere to them and they're like their principles I wonder if that's one of them. Voiceover is only appropriate X, or maybe it's never because I don't think any Pixar movie <laughs> has voiceover. Has voiceover. Maybe. Pro- I don't think it does it, either, it, actually. It, 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 it just has all the opportunity to cheapen a story. I don't necessarily find that the voiceover in this cheapens it, but could it have been better without and you'd still get that... You'd need to change it. You, you, he, Brent's right. You probably would have to have a dialogue between him and one. And I think, though, think how much greater... The dialogue between Captain after they did have a conflict because there's not really any conflict on that boat at all. Like there is some shit goes down and some people make a couple of marks like, oh, I can't stand that guy. But there's no real conflict on that boat. Most I mean, of the time between him and Chief is the conflict. Yeah, but yeah. you could have had Chief that. Chief even tries to kill him at it, the end. Yeah, yeah. Versus- oh, that's true. But you could have really had that build. You could have had that build into a friendship instead. Start with conflict. He. It would be cool if that guy was snooping and read that file too because there's nothing that he yeah, could do about it. I don't it. like the buddy movie angle. I like the isolation and uh, mm. like like I said I, I do believe that there's a relationship or that his heart warms to those guys but that boat still like what we're doing is descending into madness and you don't do that through building a friendship right? No they they each do it individually. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, every, it's very individual like they, they take the time to show from like the tiger attack to um, um, the I don't know. I forget if it was on weed, LSD, or both, with the smoke grenade causing the the crazy yeah, attack. Yeah, I think. And then that's where Mr. Clean gets. <laughs> get yeah, and for no, me, and that's and, hard on and, everybody. And, and it, for me, I think it maybe maybe this would have been the easier route, but it um because he's so isolated all the time, just reading his thing in his head, and everyone's kind of doing crazy stuff around him. It, I don't. I don't know why he he decided to go in that direction because you could have you could have written that boat stuff much differently where where they're on a small boat he doesn't know these guys and there's all there's subtleties of rank and who's in charge and stuff but if there was there would have been more dialogue between him and them uh but what was going on what was happening they kept pressuring him till finally someone like stole something because he wanted to know where the fuck they were going i don't know I, it would be a completely different movie like down that river but i don't almost know if it wouldn't have been better because i mm. find that there's like i said it's a little isolation like that's, you guys all said they're all isolated yeah but i think that's the point but they're not isolated they're all in a tiny little fucking boat and they all have different they're needs in the and middle wants. of a jungle in the middle of vietnam they're, they're each isolated. having their own experience yeah. But yeah you're taking away the human condition like that is the human condition no but what i'm saying is the thing that would get to them wouldn't be the bugs and the heat and tigers in the jungle it would be each other and that's what the kind of the movie is at the like I don't want to spoil the ending because nobody knows what the end of this is, but like it's about murdering murdering another human being and stuff like that, and like we're our own worst enemy and all those types of things. So why was that absent from the boat? I'm not sure. I think I think at some level, like I think chain of command was the early reasoning, and then like Brent said, there was some camaraderie built. 
but it's always at that arm's length. Like I'm the guy on the boat who just says we go here and I can't talk about it. Like he'd always have that kind of respect in the crew. They, they'd give they'd, not from chief though. Chief fights. Him. Chief does fight That's him, Chief's but he's, boat. he's also able to throw shit back at chief when he like has the leverage for whatever reason. Cause chief's it's right. Cause it's, he it's shoots Chief's that guy boat. in the boat and then he makes a point. He like shoots him and says, I told you we shouldn't have stopped this fucking boat. Yeah. yeah. That's Which the is the point where he takes control of the boat. For see, sure. like a scene like that is is very interesting. Um, where they the the is this the same scene with the cat, the dog, the, the, the dog. dog, yeah, yes, yes. So look, so th- that John's lady, version it was a cat. That lady <laughs> ran after, ran up to the soldier. So the the dude, I think, is trained to over him with the M sixty. He just cut cut everyone down, right? Yeah, and Lance everyone was like, it. "Are you okay?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, all good." And then when uh, Willard offs the the last. The that last, woman. the last woman alive. Everyone's like, "Whoa!" It's because Chief says, "Like, let's take her. Like, like let's yeah. get her on this boat. We're gonna take her to the nearest medvac or whatever." Yeah, and that's why Willard just fucking caps her. Yeah, it's just interesting there the way the crew react. This is something I, I was trying to look for in, in the movie was because um, um, this is like an anti-war movie. Big time. It shows the civilians getting chewed up a ton. It shows like the Americans like acting with complete disdain. I'm sure that was maybe in more more pocketed, or maybe it was the way to go. Like they owned the earth as soon as they set foot on it, right? Um, and what is he? He said about the um, uh, the the Vietnamese is that like a, a bit of rat or whatever it was like perfect for them, and there, it was either win and live or, or lose and die. Like yeah. it's the only choice, and that's not the same for Charlie for this. Didn't get so it's like really interesting when scenes like that happen, and and everyone's so outraged. But at the end of the day, like one guy just cut down a whole family, and then it's the guy who just like put someone out of their misery at the end. All horrible, all deaths, but like one thing's not okay, and the other is, and it's like. It just says, why? What's with that? One guy did what his training said. The other guy did something. They both just eliminated people. But no, it's different. And and, and that, that's war, right? I'm, I'm just, that, that's the question that I makes me think about. I never thought it was about. different. I never thought it was different. I thought what he did was just as bad. That person it, no, was... No, I, I... And so he, I, he I agree, He treated her right? like a dog, the putting crew, a dog down. Yeah, the crew... That's not cool. Well... They I, were going to okay, take sure. her to try and get her help. And he's like, now she's fucking nothing to me. I'm going to put her down and put her out of her suffering. It's not that she. It's not that she's not nothing to him. It's that the mission is what That's needs what to I'm happen. saying, though. So yeah. it's all about, like, get her out of my way. But she's then my I, would, way. I, I, would, kill her. I would bring it up a level and say that it's horrible that the dude opened up on the family and killed them. Oh, well, totally, no, yeah. So, I, no, so but, like, everyone's dead, right? It's horrible across the board. So why yeah. is his so much more worse and reprehensible? Where is that line? Whereas the line where it's okay to open up with that 60 at all, right? That's, I don't, I don't have the answer, but this I'm saying this this time around, this movie made me think about that a ton. Yeah, no, you're actually right about that. There is more, they put the emphasis on him shooting that final woman. Yeah. Instead of that guy being trigger happy and, and making the mistake to fucking lay everyone down. Correct. Never mind the fact that... Uh, Chef is on the fucking boat. I know. I don't. <laughs> but those were. Chef was not mad about that either. And he definitely should. No, have but been. those guys were. Those guys were all accidental. Like you could say that they panicked. They're shitty soldiers. Clearly shitty soldiers. Yep. And they did shitty thing. But his was his was like intentional. Whereas it wasn't an accident. He intentionally shot a woman. That's what. And that's the other thing is. This scene I wanted to really talk about. It's funny that it came up so soon. I was going to wait, but like this is <laughs> the point of the movie where I'm like, why do I give a fuck about any of these characters for the rest <laughs> of this fucking movie? <laughs> the thing with Platoon that does this so much better is you like those guys in the beginning and then they do something horrible, and but Charlie Sheen tries to stop them and never gets involved. And you stop liking those guys in the movie after they do that. And it's to me, it's very similar to this. These guys are bunny to me, including 
including um, Sheen's character. I think he's almost, fucking bunny now. Uh, like, what do almost I give a everyone, fuck? Almost everyone in this movie is bunny, I felt. Yeah, it's just like, why do I but care now was, to continue on this journey? And like, why do I want them to succeed? Do I want him to fail? Like, for maybe me, I, I just want to see more of the story is what matters to me the most. Is I want, I'm, I'm deadly interested in Kurt. So I want to know what's going to follow, happen. though. But I follow them. It does. I don't need to. I don't actually need to cheer for them to to follow them and and see the story. It's not cheer for them. It's no, no. Give a shit about this, them. Whether are their success or their failure? Are they? What life? I give a shit about yeah, is no. the story. Yeah, that's the thing. This movie doesn't have characters that you want to see succeed or fail. This is no. like this is like pulling you along, and you just have to watch. It's like a mystery what or whatever. That like this is an art house flick. Like we don't have to lie to ourselves. That's, that's no, Coppola's direction was to make an art house flick. Yeah. He cut it down. From the three and a half hour redux like that was the initial whatever time would have been over fucking four hours of footage six hours of footage whatever the fuck it might have been and then he cut it down to that two and a half hours because he needed the movie to make money he did that to make it commercial yeah the real movie that was shot here is an art house flick and then it was cut down to be that so all those scenes that are like the music being weird and like some of this other stuff being maybe a little peculiar or long or out of place for a, for a normal movie. I feel like he, those are all very, and I know that you're going to say just because they're intentional doesn't make them good. No, it but, doesn't. <laughs> but, it, but it is an intentional thing and it isn't to make the type of movie I think that you're but rating this movie, this movie was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time and it also made, was a box office success and it was a big movie. So yeah. I know you're saying the three and a half hour version is an art house movie. Are right, this is an art house movie? This is but a this collection is, of art house scenes. This was a gigantic cut into a Hollywood flick. Hollywood movie that that not yeah, only won the Cannes gigantic. Film Festival, but like what made made him uh, he well we won't get into that. But for Coppola was going broke at to, on this movie, and if he this wasn't such a huge success, he'd probably be living on the streets right now. Well, yeah, he, why not talk about it? Jesus, he funded a bunch of this himself. But so what I'm saying he put, his, is, he put his house but, up and everything for collateral. He was going to go bankrupt if he fucking lost it. Yeah. I don't really see this. Which is an, why he made the decision to cut it the way he did. It wasn't out of his artistic vision. His artistic vision was different. Yeah, I know. I've seen that one. Um, <laughs> John, actually, John saw that one. We never mentioned that. So the reason why I said John had a cat instead of a dog in his version is because all three of us watched a completely different version of this movie <laughs> by accident. Well, it wasn't Not by, by accident. accident. I couldn't find the other one, so I watched the final cut. Well, and I, if you guys ever want to watch the original, I own it on digital. So we've I seen the, I've seen the original a bunch. I've seen the Redux a bunch, and I've seen the final cut. Now I, I think this I was think my I've first. I've only final seen cut, the actually. Redux once. I bought it and I watched it once. I yeah, think. I used to own it. I, that would used to be at one time the only version I'd ever seen. Like this, since this is, I I would, I don't consider this one an art house movie necessarily, but I think That's it's definitely leaning. It yeah, I, I think it has He's more. He's wrong about that too. It has, <laughs> no, no, no I think it has more conventional he, stuff, but I do think it, it did try to go in several times to that, to that more to that leaning towards yeah. that kind of art house thing. Was, he was also um, A lot of it turned it. out, like, like I said, the, the, the cinematography, the way it's shot, like, that part of it, I don't have a issue with whatsoever. It 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 was claustrophobic and uncomfortable, and what the fuck at many times, yeah. like just looking at it and people are in the shadows, and I guess some stuff is it's kind of hard to see, but at other times it is like they're they're just going for a thing, and it and it's 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 a thing that's trying to be. I don't know if subtlety is the right word, but definitely evoke an emotion from the way that it looks on the screen is what it's way more going for than something that's just shot like nice and clean, like something like Avengers or whatever. So this is like really going for a feeling like that. And yeah, um, yeah I just, that part of it is, is interesting. 
Yeah, you. I, I just. I just don't think you can call. You can call a movie with a, a helicopter attack of a village I that costs you like. All the way there, by the way. Yeah. A, a helicopter attack on a village that costs like three million dollars in an art house film. I just. A, yeah, it's a weird no. thing to say. It's a Vietnam movie at the time when people were making Vietnam anti-Vietnam movies. I mean. Yeah, but that doesn't make it the same. I know, but it, he didn't direct this. Uh, I'm, I'm, he may, maybe he has a completely different definition of that word, those words, art house, than me. But this is a big budget war movie. But big budget doesn't mean it can't be art house. No, either. that's why I said it has leaning those tendencies. So I, I mean, it's I, you're I thinking feel of like, like an indie movie. You never claimed it was an indie on, movie. I feel like the directing in this, it like his directing is similar in a lot of movies, and I see a lot of of what he did in his previous films, like The his Godfather, is like way the Frighteners, different than Godfather. just the way he directs. Them. <laughs> <laughs> he did uh, the Frighteners. He right? also made Jack with Robin Williams, where yeah, Robin right. Williams plays like a five year old or something. Jeez, that movie is a gigantic piece of shit. So Ford Coppola <laughs> had his stumbles. In his career. Uh, oh, 100%. He started out, I mean, let's face it, like, it would be really tough to direct The Godfather and then, like, direct any other movie again. What you do is make deliberate shit after, so no you one ha- ever deliberately you don't have a fucking choice, compares But them. you don't make Jack, though, right? No. You can no. make The Rainmaker no. with, with uh, Roy Scheider and Matt yeah, Damon and Danny DeVito. It's in the not too challenging, but that's a competent flick. Did we do that for the no, show? No, but I, I saw it a long uh, time, a little while back, and it's actually pretty decent, and Coppola did that one. Yep. Good old Danny DeVito. Yeah, he's Can't great in that. a movie with Danny DeVito in it. Um, so let's oh, wait, go. We forgot did about you, the Did Kilgore. you say all you wanted to say about that scene? Um, the boat scene? The boat scene? I, I think I would have, okay. honestly, I would have edited that out. Oh, you know where you were going is the characters and all that stuff. So yeah, we were saying the story pull, I don't pulls like you them. along and you see what's happening. I so I agree. I agree. Like the characters are weird to me in this movie. Um, I don't cheer for anyone, and like you said, you're not supposed to. But it's I don't know that you're not supposed. Like to. I do want to. I do want to go for Willard, and honestly, like from the start, he kind of shows how cool and badass he can be when he steals the surfboard, and and he like does kind of. He, he's a little understated. He still speaks frankly to get what he wants, but he's kind of like, a, I think of him as a spy, as a James Bond, because he doesn't tell the whole truth. So it, it kind of has that almost, it, this could be going in that direction where this movie's going to have a little bit of that. I mean, I do like Willard. I think you're right. But then then he does some questionable things. and, and uh, The dog also does not help. Like, because all you imagine, we've all had a dog or a cat. He doesn't all, shoot the dog. No, but all you can imagine is all she was trying to do is protect her pet. And oh, I yeah. want to protect my pet too. And then you get fucking shot in the back. Yeah, but then you like, think this. Like, fuck me, I man. got a new dog. Well, and, and also, then you're happy again. Also, how possessive they were of the dog when, when they, she was dead. That was fucking really weird too. Yeah. Anyway, like the dog doesn't help. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Like other little <laughs> things that, that happen along the way with the characters and you see people like losing their humanity or, or just, you know, doing things like that, acting out with, you know, the women or um, so it, at this point, like how much of the was the any of the Playboy girl stuff in the it in was the, in the original. Of course it is. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Original. Okay. Just like, a, I mean, it's not very long. They just dance around and then they attack the stage and they fly away yeah. and the person holds on. Yeah. But that was always in there. But I don't know how long it is in the other versions. It's not very there's long. There's that plus like so the, there's two, the other part. In they there get a well. chance later on to actually yeah. hook up and stay. Yeah. No, none of that happens. That's, yeah. No. yeah so they that, just move on. Yeah. Easy. And the French family is there. That's all French gone. The yeah. French family's gone too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Which is great. There's some like that's it's a different movie. 
I'm watching the that's what I'm saying movie. it's such a different yeah. movie but, so, I, but I like those scenes they just don't have any place in this movie actually that's, like that's, those, yeah. those those by themselves like as a mini scene where I just like see something and, ex- and experience a, a part of a fucking story that I've never been in I could watch that as like a YouTube video like a seven minute YouTube video yeah I'd watch that and be like this is interesting but it doesn't no, but Doesn't that's play why. In this film. I mean, I mean, you can even see back in '79 that Coppola would have made a worse movie had they let him. If the if someone either didn't stop him, an editor or producer or the studio, this said was, it was his too call long. to cut that stuff because he wanted it. He needed it to be a commercial but when success. He re- yes, but when he releases Redux, that's what he would have done, and that's a far worse movie. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about yeah, that. So, like, I feel like even back in the '70s, these fucking directors needed someone to rein them in. Like it, it's it's so, you always need someone to rein you in, no matter what era it is in film. And like Ford Coppola, yeah, Redux would have been a disaster. It is a disaster, I think. The Redux is is I don't know, man. Like what I say, like that that's the first movie I saw, and I agree with everything you're saying about it. But I still like to watch it. Like I like the Redux, and I like I like all the fucking stuff in there. But I can acknowledge how it doesn't make a great film and how it ruins the story and it actually yeah. like completely staggers that stuff i i completely agree with you on all that i just don't mind it like and i don't know maybe that's weird and and not proper but i but you're I like, like just looking it. at it you're just it's just, it's like me watching the outtakes or behind the scene footage and stuff our our commentaries you're you're getting a little bit more of a mo- something that you either like or enjoy just a little bit of extra stuff to see, but doesn't have to necessarily make it. W- what it is for me is like, movie. you know, the guys that read Game of Thrones, but then they read also the, the appendix and the supplementals to it so that they can understand the world better because they really like the story and everything. So they don't mind all the extra. Yeah. Is that you? I feel like, I feel like that's me. Did you do that for Game of Thrones? Oh, I tear apart stuff when I read it. So like when I get interested in stuff like that, Johnny, did you I like, that? I like all that other information. That's huh? why Game of Thrones books are better than the stories, movies and books. Sorry fucking chose jesus wow. christ jesus holy fuck. we don't even know what you just I'm said stroking john, out john did okay. you did you read the appendix on those not all, i appendix. read some of the shorts the other short stories that accompanied uh duncan Inc. i didn't i didn't i should have assumed it had all that stuff yeah i didn't go too too deep but i liked what i read there. and if there, there's like they take someone takes a crack at something else from that universe i know so but but the extra anyway. is what fucking is what helps like and not for everybody obviously you like to get from from the start to the finish in the quickest way i can't imagine how you fuck the <laughs> but the example of this is the example of this is so perfect yeah. because um what it is is uh they directors just they want to keep everything they like every director wants to keep every little thing he shot, and in certain cases might be and stuck just, with things. I know it's just you, ha- yeah, yeah. And so you have to have someone who's got a good eye. Like to, Paul Rudd was originally in this as a love interest to make you out to For make who? you a better. No, I'm just kidding. That's actually a bridesmaid <laughs> trivia thing. I just thought I'd joke. Fuck, it was a baby in this film. It's, it's to make you a better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A better filmmaker, a filmmaker by himself without anyone to edit him is not a good filmmaker. No, you're definitely right. Yeah. There, there should be someone there, like an outside voice to, to at least have some. It goes kind of with any art, so, though. Artists, writers, any kind of creative stuff. If you don't have partners and relationships where people are honest with you, you're going to be another side to that, too. A though. Real like, imagine shitty. If, you, if you have someone sitting with Picasso or with fucking I like some of these guys, you. like 
Paul Thomas Anderson, I bet you that guy pretty much does what the fuck he wants to, and it usually works out quite a bit. For a lot of like really good creatives, I think if they're left to their own device and allowed to explore themselves completely, you become Metallica. You can get, you can get Metallica. No, you, no, you, no, need, you to. need to keep drinking. Is the point no. of that story? But 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 if you look at if you look at all their movies, they all have the same producer and executive producers and stuff, and those are the guys who rein them in, like Spielberg and what the fuck. Yeah, with like Avatar and not Bridesmaids. Him. <laughs> well, like I was thinking it was Terrence Terrence Andy from fucking uh, Tar- all of them do it, but no, no, Lawrence Bender. You're, for, you're right. Lawrence Bender's produced everything Tarantino's done, and he was the one who got the, his first movie made, Lawrence Bender. So I mean, he's been cultivating Tarantino's career, and Tarantino will say to himself, like his whole career has been Lawrence Bender has been right there for sure, like yeah. t- helping and giving him advice and notes or like great whatever. music producers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those guys never get credit. Uh, so fucking Rick Rubin sure what, does. What well, ends up happening does, yeah. in this movie is because instead of going, I think as Colin was semi-alluding to earlier, like instead of having the camaraderie on the boat and having them all go on the adventure upriver and, and getting over challenges and it coming down to the last man, it instead puts everybody on their own descent into madness, right? And then we're going up. And so it is... It, it's it's uh, it, it it definitely makes me feel super uncomfortable the whole time it's happening yeah. because it's just a train wreck the whole time. If you think about it, if you do it that way too, and they dump chefs chefs uh, head in his lap, then that's way more effective. I didn't give a fuck that he did that. Now I didn't care about I didn't care about him or him. Like you don't if care about chef. No, if I would have cared about, care about chef, chef, that would have been more effective. Chef's a completely sympathetic character. He's like a fucking, he's like a sweetheart. He was the only all one. You do is he learn was about, the only one who didn't shoot anybody on that boat, I guess. They but. talked about how he's wound too tight. They, and then all he talks about, like he's totally emotional. The guy's like, he's like, all I want to do is fucking cook, man. All I want to do is learn yeah. to cook. Yeah. Like that's all he, he has no part in the evil here. And that's the guy you don't give a, I feel like. Uh, uh, did, you, did you care you, about you Chef? Are really John's saying no either. Like, what do you fucking care about that guy? Really? For? I had my, like, I, I hated him least. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. He's the least hateable, but Just, like, I didn't don't find care any if he of dies. Them. Like, not really. It, you don't it, even I, like Lance? You don't like, like, the, no, the, the fucking no, lovable no. little surfer guy? Not particularly. He doesn't like do anything. He just he goes along with everything the whole way. He's he would have stayed there. He's not a fucking if round Willard ha- hadn't have pulled him along. So I just didn't care. Like he got he got Mister Clean killed with fucking pulling the. He totally did. So, oh yeah, I forgot about that even. So like that's not cool. So yeah, and then like even Willard like we could talk all day about like a lot of people died, but Willard did the intentional execution, as Colin said. Like that that did kind of take him down for a notch he was very business-like about it and then i was like if he's gonna get these guys moving and he's got a mission to do right that's what they said that woman probably was gonna die anyway i don't want to get into that whole uh, moral thing because that'll just probably make me look bad. there's like no morality <laughs> but like, in this. it made it took him down a notch but i don't think it's supposed to like i think that that stuff isn't supposed to, like you're not you're not supposed to be conflicted when he kills her because you already know that he like, and I do think that you're following Willard and you do kind of cheer for him because you, you know that he's fucked up, but he's also not in a position where he can like allow that medvac to go back. Like he is no. who he is. They've, they've, he is an assassin. And at the end of the day, he has a job and he obviously does it no matter what, which is why he's given an, a fucking assignment like this. It's a crazy, dangerous assignment. You need someone crazy, dangerous to do it. And so while he, the fact that he has his marbles about him as much and he is as composed as he is, is a big indication to his professionalism. Despite the fact that the cracks are showing, he does a good job of hiding those when he's around people. 
So I don't think that we're supposed to necessarily think that he's like a good guy. I think we're just supposed to think that he's a fucking crazy, dangerous, badass soldier. Yeah, and the mission is correct. up the stream and the but, story that we experience while we do but it. But in a completely yeah. amoral story, it's a test pattern then because like there's no morality throughout it. So there's no peaks and valleys. It's just like amoral kill him at the end. It's just like nothing. It's like fucking. That's what it was. Yeah, it was that's like how it feels. One yeah. note, like not like it's all just flat. There are notes within oh, the. There are notes within the down. But you know yeah. what I'm saying, though, right? But pretty no, much everything yeah. is down. Like, look, I, I've it's thought about pattern, I've thought about war a, a lot in my life. I thought about all this stuff a lot, and like what the mental, what, like what it takes to go into battle, and like you have to be fighting for a cause, but ultimately you're killing people, and those people have families and came from somewhere, and maybe aren't evil people they're just like maybe they're even stuck there not not like the the, the polish conscripts in world war ii that were like nah, i'm pulling like boom well, thin you. red line does a lot of this uh, conversation really so well. yeah it does the right th- so thin I don't, red I don't line's a perfect re- example of how you can do this for yeah like, big uh, time. okay yeah, there, yeah and that's actually you could draw some good comparisons there um, even like just just like a scene like where they're sitting but in, they're different i know but sean penn and and that guy are sitting in that green field and they're talking about another world and stuff he's like there ain't no world they just and that other guy's talking about a world like that scene's like uh not is a moral scene it's uh, a a real disturb they don't this is just all down 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 are are not even down you start at the bottom and you just kind of you kind of skirt skirt along the bottom and then you never go up and then there's just a death at the yeah. end it's like there's a lot of death in between too but i mean like just die. <laughs> this movie this movie's like constantly on the brink of like things are so um what's um oh my god tom um no wonder you suicidal the script writing process and this is what have been so depressing he was writing duval. day after day after day like, so yeah du- like it's so depressing duval's character right so he's like Kilgore. he's kind of losing it so like the, the, we, we have to when talk you think of Kilgore. all the morality or not of war then you realize that there are people who operate within these environments like crazy and they can be made in movies to be like heroic like time tom sizemore in uh um, Black Hawk Down, like he's like you know bullets flying by, but he's like standing and mm-hmm. tough, and he's doing it. and then you got guys like this who are like, yeah, we're gonna put men's life at fucking risk to to surf, um, and you got um him wanting to give water to a man who's like holding his guts in, and the minute a surfer is named, he's like up and moving on to something else because he doesn't give a fuck. Like yeah, but he was pretending. So to all give those a fuck, worst parts of what people are like in war, like there's tons of that throughout this everybody becomes that everybody no, are they no already one escapes are. it and has a yeah or they already are so that's what this movie constantly has that down note for me and but but i mean how else could you that's how it has to be when you don't have that character you cheer for it's just it's like a, a piece of history and this isn't exact history but it, it's just a it's just a fucked up thing and this movie is just a fucked up thing <laughs> see but like you hear Coppola talk about end. it he says like exactly what you're saying. He's like, he's like, this movie isn't about Vietnam. This movie is Vietnam. Like, yeah, yeah. This that's the thing is that you are supposed to be there and see the the futility and the fucking and the stupidness and the craziness and it gets worse, and the like butchery. Worse and worse. Yeah, and just. But even when I was younger, I always thought Platoon did a much better job of what you're saying. There's other movies that do a but good I, job of showing how because there were people standing against it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You had two forces, like two forces. Yeah, and you're like. Two forces going, and and also Charlie Sheen's character shifts from one to the other because originally he likes Barnes, but then when he sees what Barnes is and he starts hanging out with the potheads, so his character also shifts and he, changes. And he hates them. He hates the yeah. Viet Cong, but then he sh- he doesn't want to like 
he, he doesn't want to murder them. And we also like... So that's important. And we also like characters like Bunny and Junior a little bit until they cross a line and then we completely fucking hate those characters. And we like Elias and Sheen and the fucking guys who... King and all those fucking guys. So there's so much going on in there that are notes. And this is like a song that only has that one note and it's tough to get through See, but I do think that there's two forces in this movie. Like, I, I, you're talking more. about the, the idea in Platoon, how there's like the good versus the bad, but I think we're the good in this movie. I think that like our perspective is the opposing perspective and this movie is drilling the other perspective. So it forces you to do yeah. the work yourself, whereas opposed to something like Platoon, you could say it's like a little heavy handed and obvious the way that's just like, it's like I'm um, good versus evil. Like, no, I'm but I was just saying it's, it's not though, because you, you change your outlook on characters based on not how, what your first impression is about, but what they really believe in their core yeah, but that's what it boils down to. I just think it's like, just a difference good. in the direction he took it. That's that's but what I it think comes that's down to. Totally, but that's my that's my my statement about it. Is that because I know where you're leading? Is that it's you're gonna say it's bad? It's, I'm just saying it's, that it's not necessarily. I think that it could be boiled down to like a tasting, and the story was never meant to be that. So I don't feel that it fails. No, of that because I think it was deliberately trying to be something else. Whether that's good or not, I think is the discussion. Right. That's, and that's yeah, fine. Correct. But I think one is better writing, and the other was is not as is the writing is worse. I think one's harder to do. I think one's impossible. I think it's this is this type of tone is so impossible to sustain. Um, for like, especially for the the length of the movies that he made, the length, the different versions are all. I think mine was two twenty seven, and that's the original original, which was the one that was the big success in the theater. But yeah, I mean, you see a lot of fucked up things. I think, like, we have to talk about Kilgore because I think that we just we talked about him a little bit. But I mean, like, the Kilgore character is that's the thing is everybody is there already. Kilgore. Kilgore, Kilgore is like bit. we don't need him to have an arc. He's a. It's not that he has an arc. What I'm saying is, is everybody he meets, even the first guys he talks to that send him on the mission, those guys are just like you fucking kill this guy. Like those guys, and they ask him about the other missions he did, and he's like, "Well, I can't talk about those." And they're like, "Oh, good. Okay, well, this is our guy." So they're immoral. Like everyone is amoral in the whole fucking movie. I don't think that makes them amoral. They're trying to eliminate a fucking dangerous. I asset. find I find that whole asset on the loose. I, I find that whole meeting to be like a bunch of fucking assholes, like killing more of their own, and he's already killed his own. Well, and they're like, we got to keep this quiet. Like you know, it's not like they're Why doing. Why does that make them assholes? It's not assholes. It's just it, it's again it's it, it lack it of respect for you, human life. Well, I guess? that's the, that would be the question, right? Like we're in a All war zone. All they do is kill Kurtz, aren't they? They spend yeah, but, the whole time in that room talking to people who killed people undercover, and that now they're gonna like go kill more people and not don't tell anybody and don't talk about this. And so, how can you watch any war movie and think anybody is good? They that's all not have what jobs. everybody's characters are. Everybody in every, in war, every war thing is doing bad things and experiencing bad things. So if you're talking about these guys because they're killing other people and because they're around people that are killing people and talking about it the manner that they do that is their job like they this literally is a have limited, to do that shit. like they don't do this all day like okay next okay you're gonna kill Captain <laughs> well, those Smith. Guys, no but those guys would obviously be high-end guys the one guy there in the plain clothes is obviously cia yeah right and then you have the the high-ranking uh, military guy in the room right and then you have uh harrison ford for who's coppola probably intelligence not, for, for coppola the way he directs it and wrote this is not painting any of these people in a flattering light no, at all I wouldn't no think but any they're not are, supposed to be flattering. i didn't think those no guys one's were painted in a flattering guys. light no one in this movie is painted in a flattering light at all but no one 
that's well except for fucking um depending how sympathetic you are to some of kurtz's perspectives so so as you go on like 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 it, that, that that feeling doesn't get worse or better it just stays the same do you know what i'm saying is that whatever that tone is like it doesn't have anywhere to go it, it starts off down and it, it never goes up so that's why it feels that way to me anyway that's the best i can describe it is the tone and the way that everything is like macabre and and uh, the, even the music contributes, tries to contribute to that feeling yeah. as well. The best thing for me is the cinematography and, and cinematography like is great. The it's helicopter, the, the helicopter scene is still today looks great, feels real. Yeah. Uh, the napalm and stuff like they did that in '79, and that's all practical. There's like no special effects. Yep. So that shit looked great, and mm. I love the Wagner music. I mean, you know why that scene is so infamously yeah loved by people it's not and especially americans it's that whole like rah rah <laughs> americans are go, the, the cow yeah the, the air cavalry the americans like he had are huge and, troubles fucking filming that yeah too. it was like, a disaster oh, yeah. he had the philippines um uh, air force yeah. engaged on it as as the helicopters but they were fighting rebels so they would have to get called away every once in a while so he'd be like right in the middle of filming and they would take off and then not only that but the army kept giving him different pilots every day. So everybody that he would work with the day before would have no idea about what he was talking about the next day. So all of the work he had done was disappearing. Oh so he's just constantly under fucking pressure of that. Yeah, they, they kept pulling like choppers away to go fight the gorillas in the mountains, which also means that those helicopters were filled with like armed men like that were with the camera operators just in case there's an emergency and then they would go fight yeah like the cameraman would be fucking stuck in there and he'd be like oh we're going into the shit oh can't can you guys drop me off first or something? yeah can't we just go, oh is it an emergency <laughs> oh, i guess i'll i'll stay in the chopper i'll Hope, watch the hopefully chopper, they guys. had a separate camera chopper well yeah hopefully they weren't allowed to take those yeah, this movie like pulled no punches from effects like the there's lots of gore try to get realistic stuff there's there's like tons of nudity and and sex and stuff like that as well so it, it gets there was the none of that in of, my version yeah there's tons in the other there's, there's no just sex. there's just the in the final cut there's just the french uh house when he, yeah. when he does it when he does opium and bangs that lady. with that lady yeah that made no sense anyway no, that scene has no fucking sense uh, to relevance. Okay, so let let me get to something then. I think like to think of myself as a relatively smart smart guy, but I want to talk about Kurtz. Um, and we learn a Go lot about on. we learn a lot about Kurtz yes. and how, how he's taken this different career path, and now he's like people are following him, and they say they're treating him like a demigod, and then he, he's like this amazing philosophizer and. I don't doubt that he has seen some shit and like that shit has affected him and he has like some points that he makes and he has newspaper clippings. He's like a, um, he's like a clickbait master, right? He's like, check this one out, check this one out, look at this one. <laughs> anyway, I, I still can't figure out Kurtz and why, how he did what he did. Like you said earlier that he was a cult leader. Yeah. And that's how I describe him to you. Did he have like that kind of charisma that I see him have that kind of charisma? I don't know. Maybe not. And, but I, anyway, I, um, he talked a lot, but like, was he, was he Bill Clinton charismatic? I'd be like fucking fine. John Hamm charismatic. No, but I, I think charisma doesn't have to look like that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have to have the right message, the right influence and a whole bunch of other combinations. So I, in my mind, I have, a, I just have a tough, tough time seeing the way how Kurtz got to exactly 
the situation he got himself in, which was insane, yeah, to say the least. I, and and then at the end of the like, did he want? Did he know he was gonna be killed, and he wanted him to kill him? He's just waiting for him to kill him, and then they just let him leave, and they're like, "Thank you for coming." I Tell also, the world. I, also, I just, I, I, so I was really, really baffled once again. I, at the end of this. I also found all of the scenes with Brando, like every single one of them, and maybe some of them with, uh, what's this, Dennis Hopper too, were just, it's just drips of pretentious bullshit. It's just like, it's just like saying, talk, just saying weird well, things. Stuff just, with Hopper, absolutely, because everything he says is nonsense. No, but I, yeah. even the stuff with He's just Brando though, and, and I know they, all of that was improvised because they didn't write it and they were just searching for things, but I think, in doing that is why it comes off as like so pompous and pretentious in ways. I don't know. That's it how just, I felt. I, I like I didn't, some didn't of mean his anything points to me. made sense, right? And respecting your enemies for like doing the ridiculous things, so you have to overcome. Like I, I understand because that's definitely one way of thinking. What do you get left with when you follow that strategy? Well, that's that's interesting. But like, so answer me this: Did Kurtz want um, Willard to kill him? Yeah. Yeah, you wanted him to at the end because he couldn't live with himself anymore for what he created. I think I don't know why. I still don't know why. And did his I've people like why. his people were then released? And that's why they. I don't think they were released. I think what what I think what he does is he kills the king, and it's like he becomes a new leader. Like there's like a very much like a a reign of force there because Kurtz was absolutely ruthless with those people you can see oh, the yeah. bodies everywhere which like, also added to my confusion of how do you get that many people to follow you with that kind of shit absolutely like you think about the different cult leaders and stuff like that that exists which i've been uh dipping into a lot of cult stuff lately because my girlfriend's uh really enjoying reading a bunch of that stuff so it seems like these guys don't need a similar ideology or anything and a lot of times i think with like this ruthless approach, you would start with like fear, like the legitimate fear of the uh, fear of violence against you. Yeah, and then you might fall into his ideology a bit. But I can't even say that he talked to these people, or if they just kind of yeah. became his army because he provided for them. Like that, that's not explained. No, but I, I do find that he has that charisma to him. When you hear him speak, he sounds, and like Colin's saying, probably pretentious. But he also sounds, and if you read the stuff that Willard's talking about, he has this ideology where it's like you could. You could look. I'm not into his ideology, first of all, but <laughs> you can see how it. it's the kind of ideology that there would be some people that pick it up, right? Yeah. Um, like his, like what are you saying? Like if you give me uh, ten, ten fucking battalions of men, like those men that did that horrible thing. I can't remember exactly what the incident was. He's like that kind of pure determination and will to do whatever is necessary could end this war immediately. Yeah, immediately. Right. Yeah. So he's like. I mean, he's an extremist for sure, but he's definitely could get a following just with that idea, right? Like, Where people would be like, yeah, let's just fucking exterminate people. I just, I think I didn't, that, to he's me that a, didn't, I didn't really question how he got in power. I just, I just found like, once again, it to just be a lot of drivel. Well, see, well, I, I think that you, in 79, it, like people are not as sophisticated. Like nobody knew anything. We didn't have phones. A lot of people didn't read. So when they saw I this, they would have, people read. they would have found, well, I'm just saying, that people they had to read. There's literally no other way to find information. Yeah, exactly. So they wouldn't have any. So they would find this like profound. They'll be like, oh, there's something profound he's saying. But it's just like, no, he's just full of shit. Like, 
you hear like it's it's just he's just full of shit. I kind of felt like he was full of shit. Yeah, he he's, doesn't yeah, seem convi- that he's not he, full of shit. What he's saying is he doesn't seem convincing at all. Like and especially in another language. Like so, like if he's not convincing to me who speaks his language, how's he going to convince anyone to do anything? And now, now I agree with John. Did Willard want to <laughs> join them at all? He was just like biding his time after he was released. Yeah, he didn't. Like it, it didn't seem like an interesting society, a progressive society, a safe. It, it, it was like a completely war bent society, I guess. But like, where's the like? Ah, I believe in this man. The I joined him. Yeah, it's yeah. more like he can kill whoever he wants. Hey, see this prisoner we got? He was going to use a radio. Let's cut his fucking head off. Boom! No fucking threats. High five. Boom! Here's the head. Okay, so let me say, you guys may be swaying me. I came into this pretty determined with one <laughs> viewpoint. Yeah. Um, but you're making really good cases on a lot of fronts. Am I? I yeah, oh, both of you are just outstanding individuals. The, I, I hate when thinking that I'm not allowed to like, uh, are these bad, but like this affects how I think about this movie and this well, movie is supposed to be, oh, apocalypse now, oh my God. Well, I don't think it's so. supposed to be that masturbatory, but I think it's, um, I think it is revered, but yeah. I, I think you're, so what we, we used were talking about and then what Colin said were interesting things because you were saying like, how did the fucking cult get to follow him? How did these guys start to do that? And Colin says, who cares? And really, who does care? But they make it so we have to care when he comes down the stairs and everyone bows to him. Yeah. Then we ask the question, right? How does this work? And if we don't see that, we don't ask the question. If he sneaks in and sneaks out, right? Yeah. That is a better thing. Yep. Also, why does Kurtz ask him to kill him? I've been thinking about it for a while. I kind of felt like because he viewed it as inevitable. Um, but he like... Uh, so, so... It's, it's not like everyone attacked and Kurtz was the one that had the knife to the throat and he's like, do it. It's like, I let you live. I'll keep you. I knew you were coming. I want it to, I want it to be you. He wanted it to be him and I don't know why. Well, I think he was giving him... I think he, he feels like uh, Willard was taking... Like, I got the impression that Willard was taking that ideology with him. He... Because you see Willard is, is actually like a sympathetic character to Kurtz on the boat. He's he's watching him. He's starting to admire him through his actions, through his willing to take like a, a lower pay, a lower sta- a position in the military so that he could pursue this like special forces and all this stuff. Like he was very clearly working on some. Yeah. I think Willard starts to, um, starts to admire him. And see. when he comes there, hold on, uh, Brando, I feel like, um, sees him as like a, like a really possible successor someone that can because if he dies the mission's over willard can go back to society and now he's been educated and and changed by kurtz yeah and he will carry the ideology and that's why um he even tells him he says just tell my son about me like i feel like um i feel like he sees willard as an as a way to to further his agenda and through him dying is necessary and Willard then gets away with his thoughts, which are the important thing, and will and will perpetuate per- perpetuate them. Just not there. And I there. never got any of what you're saying in my version, and I actually <laughs> never, also never got that. Well, you he, just need to, in your words, well, my, you my, just need to put it in your brain and think about but it. My, for a mine's like 31. <laughs> my, mine was 31 sh- min, no, 33 minutes shorter than yours. Oh, so, yeah. like, there's probably shit in your version that's not in mine. But what I got yeah. from my version is he never, Willard in my version never changed, at least in my opinion. He, he got locked up for a while, then the chef got killed or whatever and then he got brought inside and he was walking around free but you see him changing all the but way the before voice, that stuff though on the boat when he's reading about no it. i i'm sorry i'm just talking about when he gets to the village so like by the end he he's walking around free but the voiceover leads me to believe that he's just afraid that if he tries to escape that 
that he's just he's going along so he's he doesn't get the killed. Because he had a, a head put in his lap, like so. Now I know, and once again, these versions could be radically different. I know you say it's just a French scene, but mine's one twenty-seven, and yours was three hours. Yours is more than one twenty-seven. Oh, sorry, two twenty-seven. So that's like a thirty-three-minute no, gap. A lot of what you're saying, it, it's it, not in my version anyway. That could be true. That could be that's true. I know the to, I know the big yeah. stuff that's different from the original. No, exactly. There's probably but there's Kurt stuff that's gone, and I thought it was gone from the original to the Redux, obviously. But this is the first time I watched the final cut, and I haven't seen either of the other versions. Yeah. In a while, so that is very possible, actually. That yeah, there's some more never, characterization. There. Yeah, exactly. But still, it sounds like neither that. way makes much sense. sense. Well, to me, I think that my way makes sense, and, and I'm not saying no, that no. the way that it has to be. I'm just saying that is an interpretation that I took away as a possibility. I, I mm-hmm. had to answer the question for myself, so I was kind of just my my. I'm not even interpretation, but if I had to guess, I would say that he was like. He didn't want to do it anymore. He just wanted this to be over, the That's insanity kinda, to be over. Th- but he doesn't but, ever seem exhausted, except for the fact that Brando showed up as super fat just, Brando. But, and Coppola was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you I were know. supposed to what be in shape. Here? Yeah. What the fuck? He had to rewrite the character. He's just fucking struggling with and it. And this is why I feel like there's so many problems, because that like they just ended up making this up to try and have an ending. And... And that's probably very and true it's too. Very pro- yeah. it's, it was very problematic with what he did to Ford Coppola in his movie. Fucking Brando. Like, I'm, I want to say, first of all, wh- he's a fucking good actor, but what a dick. And what an unprofessional guy. Yeah, he you, was very you hear the stories about people having to fucking wear the, his script lines taped to their fucking belly so that he could read them while yeah. acting with them? But also what the unprofessionalism that when Ford Coppola Rip. had come up, did. did <laughs> So so he shows up fat. So he shows up fat, and yeah. then Coppola tries to sling the script to go by that, and then he's like, "No, shoot me in darkness, so no one can see my fatness." And then fuck, Coppola's like, "Yeah, fuck. Well, now what am I gonna do?" You like, hear Coppola talk about how he's gonna rewrite the character is hilarious too, because he's like, he's like, he's he's like maybe a little weight I could deal with, but he showed up so fat, yeah. and he's like, "What am I gonna do? I mean, is he gonna be shirtless, wearing beads yeah. all the time? Like he's, <laughs> he's picturing all these yeah. different fat characters, what? or is he gonna oh have the?" The uniform with the buttons tearing apart like I, it's hilarious but i would have been able to talk brando into it but i'm sure he went about it wrong because he was like yeah like you 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 just overindulge yourself and that's why you look this way you're, like, you're drinking everything and eating everything yeah you have a bunch everything. of girlfriends and all fucking this stuff. everything yeah and brando goes no i don't want that. No. but it's because he he didn't want to be on camera fat because he was so self-conscious of his fatness do you know how you get away from that don't show up fat there you go yeah you're yeah. a fucking that's professional the he also to be a gave him mil- yeah. like three million dollars to not get fat yeah he didn't have a hormone problem he just was a fucking lazy eater. yeah for yeah. like he knew that in like a year in advance he had to do this movie yeah well, let's not feel too bad for coppola who gave martin sheen a heart attack he didn't give him a heart attack. He pushed him pretty Sheen hard. Sheen said he was th- smoking three packs a day yeah, at that point in did. his life. That's true. But he probably didn't need that jolt yeah. as well. No, probably. They did the what, was, 200 plus days in the jungle here. Yeah. Well, no. And that scene where he pushes him over the edge. He didn't have a heart attack in that scene, though. He had no, a heart attack like, later in shooting. Was, I think it was like very soon. It might have had something to do with that. that it would, might. That maybe. Be, that he was, some stress I think he heart. was having a break, uh, a breakup. His marriage was breaking yeah, up. I think he was it was also his birthday yeah. and he got loaded. So that didn't help. Like he let him drink on set. Yeah. But yeah. that's the first scene again. He didn't have a heart attack until later. No, I know. 
But I, after like a hundred days or something. Presumptuous. I know well, he, he could have been exercising instead of getting drunk on set. Though. I know this because I watched the documentary that Colin didn't want me to mention. Heart it's called Hearts of Darkness. Well, I just want to review it on the show. Yeah, I think we do. Be, no, no, we cool. can. Re- we, yeah, we don't have to talk out. about whether, but it has a ton of interesting information that's relevant to this. Oh, movie. absolutely, yeah. lots. Um, okay. So interesting. Okay, look, it's the time goes on. So should we just call it well yeah I, I, are we I doing like this to. like enough enough justice like is there anything else anyone wants to mention because well, like i i still the ending is weak i i know about all the challenges they had with brando and then it's like that's why everything is so dark and kind of like it, i guess it goes with the theme and gets even more claustrophobic with the end scenes but a lot of the art hosty stuff that leans in that direction that's how you I kind of have to look at it it just um yeah makes me feel weird it's also tough to build up however long each of our versions were to and it's you gotta you gotta pay off in the end like that character has to be convincing that you have to believe that that character is who he built up with the voiceover and the whole trip and or more than that and unfortunately brando came like not sensationally well equipped like he wasn't obviously he wasn't in shape he probably didn't know his lines he probably didn't like it didn't seem like he knew shit so interesting enough when he's talking to fucking coppola when he shows up and coppola is like telling him because this is adapted from from heart of darkness this book about yeah. a, about a guy going up the river to meet like an ivory pirate or something like it something yeah. like that i yeah. don't know exactly he's jealous of his success and his wealth and shit yeah some kind anyway. of a story like this that he's adapted to the vietnam so um, he is told fucking Brando to read that thing before he shows up. And when he shows up and they're talking about the character and he's talking about the characterization and the lines and like Colin was saying, there's a lot of development going on. And then he's like, keeps referencing that book and he realizes Brando had never read the book either. Like yeah. he didn't do anything he was supposed he didn't to prepare do at all. No. And so you can't get, so like a great example is, is a movie we did a few movies back, uh, the last samurai. Ken Watabe, if that character Watanabe. is Watanabe, if he his character in that movie, you do not believe he is that samurai that leads all the other samurai and he is like the fucking like god of the samurai right now that are left. Can you imagine if he showed up as a fat white guy? It would have been yeah. totally unbelievable. Yeah, Brando did that. Like you have to believe that that his acting and the writing has to be good enough that you believe in that character. And and that's a huge problem with this movie is I do not believe in that character and that fails the movie, right? Yeah, that's like where... A big failure. It, maybe it could have felt different coming together if Kurtz had been worth it for everything we went through, but it wasn't. It wasn't. In I my mind. Know. I don't... Like, it, it, it was... It, yeah, and that's there's a something, big... There, there's something up. interesting here. I just... And I... You know, if, if this is a type of movie that's not conventional, whatever this type is, it's just not going to float my boat anymore and i don't need like crazy action flicks i just need i don't know not to feel like shit i know this movie's meant to make you feel like shit so it does that very well so congratulations <laughs> yeah thanks coppola see but they're you're a prick and that's so it's, are, it's okay are you but basing i don't your impression of the movie it. yes so are you basing your impression off the movie how because it didn't make you feel good or because if it didn't then it's trying to then that's a strength no, in my opinion, like I was trying to maybe badly say before, I think I thought about, I have, I don't much anymore, but I used to think about this kind of stuff and war and suffering and all that kind of stuff. So the, the fact that it, that this put this, you know, so well to film, it's just like, meh, I've kind of been there in my head and it's not fun for me to watch it. And it, it is desperate. And, and I think Vietnam is horrible. It's why I don't like the Pacific 
that series as much as I like Band of Brothers because Band of Brothers is about the camaraderie. The Pacific is about how much of a grind that part of the war was. Yeah, yeah. The, Pacific the Pacific's a meat grinder. Okay, so that's a, that's a perfect example. Yeah. But I feel like, like it wasn't as good because of the characterization and a bunch of other stuff. In Band of Brothers, you actually know who you're dealing yeah, with. The other and did the Pacific it. doesn't do yeah, a good job. So it doesn't me, do as great a job. So to yet. me, like, yeah, to me, I, I actually honestly can't stand the Pacific, but I, I've seen Band of Brothers so many times and to me that this pl- platoon and apocalypse now is it's kind of the same where it's just like there's too much feel like taste it's just there's too much darkness it's just like like if there is just dark and if there's just darkness actually it's not that there's too much it's that's all there is and that's a real hard uh thing to to embrace pay attention to root for be excited about so it's really energy sucking watching something like this i like that to me that's not energy soaking as much yeah and, and again, like I'm not, this isn't a dispute. Like obviously this seems like obviously it's just a matter of, of where we sit on this, on the side. Yeah. But I honestly no, think to I'm me sure. that like is, and it's weird actually when you phrase it that way for me to think about enjoying it, but I do enjoy that depth to that darkness and that like just kind of that madness and the craziness of it. It's to me, that's an enjoyable way to spend. It's, it's a fact of life. Six it's a part of life. Long this right. Is. So it's trying to portray something that is real. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, in certain elements, it does that pretty good. Um, yeah. But it's just it, overall, it doesn't come together. Like so even we'll, by Willard killing uh, Kurtz at the end, it doesn't like that to me doesn't set him free. Like he's going to leave with with Surfer Boy. And they're going to go the back down the river to PSTD freedom ever. or they have to go back through a really bunch of <laughs> nasty shit, right? So the two of them got to make it back the way they came, which was horrible. Let's not forget. Yeah. So it does get a little bit better than Kurtz's camp, but then they're still going to get attacked multiple times, ambushed. So there's no even telling they're going to get away. So like they, they leave and I'm like, that didn't fulfill his destiny or anything. I don't think he completed the mission that he was becoming ambiguous about. And now he doesn't even know if he did the right thing and he's leaving with the teachings because Why? To destroy or to carry on. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what his future plans are going to be. And to speculate, I, it could bing 50-50. Also, since, since like the terminologies like PST and uh, PSTD and stuff have come out and, and we know more and more about this, like the more and more we watch, I watch movies like this. I mean, that's exactly what's going on in the very first part of this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's exactly what's going on. And like, like once again, like John said, after he leaves this place, after not only being like kept prisoner in cages and enchained and having friends heads put in his lap like he just may as well he should just kill himself because he's gonna have the worst fucking rest of his life even if he won the fucking lottery this guy's never gonna be fucking happy and the like, best so, hope for him is that he is converted that to he hurts that or, is the best hope because I then think, he uh, leaves maybe. there being like i just went through a transition and like what a fucking um enlightening experience i was locked up but for my own benefit, and I gained, I gained this huge uh, awakening. Yeah, and I think the to best, me that's best case. Scenario. And I think base, best case scenario is he gets eaten by an alligator or a tiger, <laughs> whatever something eats. Like him. chef almost gets. And eaten then by at a least nature gets you know something out of this fucking tragedy. I might actually say that this movie isn't dark enough. I might say that that's the problem: is that this movie doesn't go dark enough because it still feels. Even the bridge where they're in like Guilong or whatever the fuck it's called, totally not probably the name of that no. place. Um, <laughs> That's wrong. Yes. <laughs> Dolong. I can't tell you. I feel it's, like I just don't get look it wrong at me. forever. Don't look don't. at this side just of the don't. table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that river. 
I feel like even that scene where they go and it's just the darkness and Lance is on acid, which I find kind of detracts from that scene a little bit because it kind of make it's kind of almost comic relief that he's on acid because there isn't like any yeah. real embracing of any kind of like the thing that you do with a guy on acid scene is you allow him to gain some kind of cosmic understanding. Like that is what acid is about. Yeah. And when he fails to have any kind of um, real like growth through that experience, it actually kind of deadens it. Yeah. Um, That's a great example. There's no Because growth. everyone uses drugs throughout the movie to escape and deaden. I guess. So this yeah. is no different. Yeah, it's and, the and same. Yes, they all did it when they were making the movie as well. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. that's probably why this movie's so tonally fucking not there's no tone because they're all just so high and they're like, "Oh man, can you ever thought about fractions?" But that's yeah, the thing, man, like, fractions. It's but, just like, "What?" But so he going on? he's at he's that bridge. He's supposed to be on drugs, by the way. Hold up though. He's at that bridge and then even when Willard goes up and he's looking for a commanding officer, the guys he find, right? They're just shooting in the desert. Or not in the desert. Jesus. I was going to say, that wasn't in my They're version. They're shooting into the jungle. And um, you can hear that guy screaming then, right? Yeah. And like that obviously isn't funny. But the fact that that guy is just screaming out there like that. And then the guy comes over and just shoots the one grenade. Like that just doesn't have the gravity that I'd like it to have. That should feel a lot darker. But it feels synthetic. Yeah. Um, and I want it to feel it's not, real. It's not for a purpose. And what it needed to come down to was a bunch of ambiguous shit that's meant to f- make you question. Yeah, and learn what they went through. But the Kurtz... Kurtz should have made Willard doubt everything and us as the audience and see his way yeah, and then then have then have Willard kill him even where the audience is like oh, was that the right thing to do oh my god yeah Willard uh, was like the good that's guy that's what he had to be you, in order uh, for yeah, this to win Willard was 100% right about that's that. a great idea because Willard then is uh, he's the good guy and the US military and what they're doing is wrong that he they he should have found a complete he should have been like benevolent the people should have loved him there should have been no death everything the army should have told him was a fucking lie he's actually out there fighting with these guys yeah. because the US military is doing this to this country or something like that and then will it and they do mistreat um uh, Sheen's character capture him and stuff cuz he's part of the fucking enemy but then us and him start to like him. That's a fucking brilliant idea. That could have, that should have been the from the he start. He could have a unit of people who are like the they will be head people without thinking about it. Like that's one of the reasons for his success. So he will still have other Americans. some of the more challenging to grasp, um, you know, taxonomies or whatever the fuck yeah, he like believes in. That. But he needs to ultimately be enough evil that you could be like, I'm, I side with the u.s army or just right on that line where it's like willard is like really like what the fuck do i do yeah but this is my mission and so. through his and through him being kidnapped and stuff willard could have explained like what he is doing and why the people do love him and like why what the u.s is doing is fucking wrong yeah then you have the morality yes like where the fuck i don't know the like the people, the people all seemed evil at willard's thing all willing to throw down all willing to kill ready to drop i don't know uh does not hold up. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, it, yeah, it's like it a doesn't world. It's up. a world where I no, I like no one. Yeah, the, the, that's really weird. The documentary about this, and like this is why another one of those movies. Why it? Why is it important to watch? Because there are some groundbreaking and really interesting to look at things that happen here. The sound on this um, was uh, was groundbreaking. Sound as well. sound good. Yeah, the five point one. It was like one of the first movies to do this, I believe. Oh, oh wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no issues with any of the sounds. All the weaponry, battle scenes are like really interesting. This is not what this movie is about, but it has a lot of it. It's uh, it 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 has scenes that are engrossing and get you in there and like y- you feel at times. But 
just because of the way they decided to go with it all spiraling so dark and and then yeah kurtz yeah it, it just it just doesn't work too. but and the but watch the making of this documentary because it's crazy how much trouble they went through so if you're an aspiring film anything that's what you need to know about this movie well what you definitely yeah and if you're that you'd want to watch both like the, you have to the, i would say the original version and then the uh, and the documentary or you could watch them in reverse i don't think it matters. otherwise like if someone's like hey what's a good war movie you'd be like do you want to like study for film filmography class or do you want like an actual cinematography enjoyable to watch a master class right so you, yeah, there's element, you watch for this, watch for this. Now, oh, why did he do that? There's an example. The of only problem, though, the only problem, be. though, is if you, I mean, if you compare this with something like Thin Red Line, there's no comparison at all. Like, I mean, he no. did such a better job of Jesus. what Coppola was trying to do. That's a true story. As, I mean, as far as a philosophical yep. um, no, but voyage, yeah. cinematog- yes. cinematography-wise, I mean, like Thin mm. Red Line won for cinematography. That, that movie, movie brilliant is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen still to this day. Of right from the first, movie. right from the opening scene frame. on that one. Yeah. So good. Bam. Every so frame. Good. Yeah. Uh, you go yeah, next. Doesn't hold, yeah, I mean, I we, yeah, I was going to say when you were finished, I was like, yeah, that sums it up for me. <laughs> doesn't hold up. But Brent's the last one. Yeah, it's it for you, right? Oh, yeah. Well, What's well John, I mean. I <laughs> summed it up so good. <laughs> and John summed it up and like, I mean. I feel like the whole one note thing is enough for me. The, yeah. the, even the, the, the ending doesn't work and I don't believe in Kurtz. You have to believe in Kurtz. You and our to. idea is so exciting of what it could have been actually that I think I'm going to keep that in the vault here for a project down the road. Maybe I, that's what it's going to be because um, Brando could have showed up as an Adonis looking like his best and like cut and be like, I'm ready for this. I'm like, okay, you're going to be like super charismatic. He's like, the people love me. And I would have been like, yeah. He could have been, he could have been fat in our version as well and just like kicking back with a couple of US soldiers that, that excommunicated with him. And the and he is benevolent and he does love the people and he is trying to help the 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 Vietnamese people like that's what he's literally trying to do and then you're fu- like fucking hey yeah the Americans are invading this country he's totally right yeah my God that would have been so good yeah I mean that's a different movie I'm excited yeah, totally I'm excited is. about that it movie is. though I'd rather watch it but there it is so Brantos. <sighs> Man, wow. it's really tough for me actually because I came into this as like I first of all I knew Colin wouldn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> um, pretty obvious. I, thought so I figured too. John probably wouldn't, but I thought you would like it more um, than you do. You saw some things I never saw. Yeah. So that I that made it worse. So Halifax. it was. <laughs> yeah, it was easy after that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> fuck, I don't know. It's tough, and man, it probably. Uh, as a movie, it doesn't hold up. The thing about it that is very clear as to the reasons why it doesn't is the fact that Coppola was in over his head, completely stressing about it and developing this movie much of while they were going. Yeah. So yeah. there wasn't the a lot of opportunity for reflection and rewrite and, and revision and, and cutting and stuff. You're really left with an editing floor to save it. And and the thing is, is that this does meander. And I fucking love this movie, to tell you the honest truth. I came in here today with a hard decision that I was going to hold up no matter what, but probably it doesn't. And I think it's because it falls a little flat for me. Like you guys find it a little too dark. I think maybe it could have been darker if it was to work for me. I think um, you're right about Kurtz. I think I can find an explanation for everything, but I don't find that that is necessarily in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I find that the rest of that stuff actually like it's there's not a logical transition that you're going to. They're just going up the river. And if you think about it, the river isn't actually that challenging. They experience very little. There's a random like fucking whatever that catches uh, Mr. Clean. Right. 
And then there's those spears, but if fucking if the chief had just listened to to Willard and just fucking drove the boat, yep. he wouldn't have got a spear through the chest That's either. True. I also, unfortunately, at that scene, I laughed because it was for whatever reason comical to me that he got a spear You're through a sick the back. That's yeah. Well, but the movie made him that way though. No, so <laughs> but the thing is, is I wouldn't. If you're right, if they would have went darker in moments, that would have been fine. It would have actually been better because you would have seen that there is a different level. But the fact that they didn't go up or down makes it almost un- for me. I won't watch this again. This I, and I've seen it a bunch, but I hadn't saw it, seen it in a long time. But I won't watch this again. Yeah. Sorry, Brent. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that he was finished. I Zero was, out of ten. Go he's, on. He go said on. it didn't. He said it didn't hold up. Talk about how this almost holds up. Come on. <laughs> uh, he said it almost. He said it almost did, but it didn't. It almost does to me. But you're right. It's like Colin said. It's kind of like tonally. Um, stationary and i i did a lot of work trying to fucking devil's advocate the shit out of this earlier but the more that i kept listening the more that i was a little bit converted to the points of of where like i and i love shit just for the artistic nature of shit so that's part of the reason why i think why i love this and the same thing with 2001 and a lot of that other stuff i love i don't mind the fucking long weird scenes and i don't mind like taking a long time to get somewhere if it's interesting and i do find that this movie is interesting but I find that they don't really drive at anything. They're like a collection of things. It's like a 40-year-old virgin for fucking dark, <laughs> psychologically damaged <laughs> war people. <laughs> Descent into madness. Everyone's yeah. so Year damaged. Virgin. There's just no hope. Yeah. It's so hopelessness. And I, again, I know that's the point. And so the fact yeah. that it's like so hopeless that I don't like it is maybe amazing. Do you know what? In 79, maybe being hopeless was all right because you like had hope. But in 2021, baby, that hope is gone. So watching something hopeless, you're like, I know. Yeah, I want just I Ted Lasso. Just, bring <laughs> me, just give me Ted Lasso. We're going to stick to comedies. All right. Yep. Next week, I think we're doing a Golden Child, are we not? Yeah. Oh. All right. So we'll get a little bit of lighter on my disbreed brother, Noomse. Watch oh that. Oh my god. I want the knife. I want the knife. Yeah. All right. Uh interesting. Interesting, everybody. Interesting. All right, another classic. I'm doing air quotes. I'm not really, but didn't, I was going to in the way it. I was talking. I fucking lied to you. Oh, we'll you did do that. it. You did now. Around the wrong things though. Um <laughs> Yeah, Apocalypse Now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just wouldn't rank up there and like, gotta watch this man for best war movie. Check out Apocalypse Private Ryan or, or Thin Red Line if you want that philosophical. That's the one you go for. It's just a better uh, part. So, enjoy. We'll see you the next week, uh, Sunday at noon. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.